Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner, and I have three other individuals in my office that are also certified, as well as an attorney who helps our clients with estate planning and other legal matters. If you'd like to know more about our company, just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com, or just call. Uh, phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today, retirement update, are you considering moving in with a child or are you considering having a parent move in with you? It seems to me that everything is in motion this year. Real estate values are really high. People are taking opportunity, but people are aging out and they're starting to really take a good hard look. You know, do we combine households? So the question is, have you even talked about it? Are you considering it? So again, depending upon your age and your circumstances, you know, obviously combining household makes a lot of sense in some circumstances. Now I have some personal experience with this Barb's parents, this has been some years ago, they were at a stage right after, just before Medicare, they had retired because of health issues, but they didn't have health insurance, they didn't have Medicare, so therefore their cost of living was really high based on their income, and I could sense that they were under financial pressure. And what we did is we, they came out from South Dakota, and they, they were kind of in a travel trailer, they were traveling back and forth, and we had a couple months uh, for a couple of years where they actually stayed with us. So we had a good sense of, of the relationship and the dynamics and how it would work. Our children were younger at that point in time. And Barb and I talked about it and agreed, and I invited them to make our home their home base. So what happened was that they stayed with us for about six years. And I have to tell you, it was one of the best experiences as far as family combination that I ever went through. Although we had a great experience. And after six years, they actually moved back to South Dakota to be closer to basically go to a small town environment where they grew up and where they were used to. During the time that they were with us, we had a great experience, particularly our, our children had, had their grandparents during that formative years. But there are things that I probably would have done a little bit differently. And I would, probably would have spent a little bit more time in preparation. The first thing is I recommend to everybody, if you're even talking about or considering this, do a trial run. 
actually do it for maybe a month or two where you sit down and you go through and say, listen, no expectations, no promises, but let's just kind of come together for about a month or two and see how it goes and then do a, I mean, really do an honest evaluation of what you think is going to be the outcome. Um, it, again, it, it's, it's really, it's really important. I mean, is that you understand they're, they're your parents in some cases. And the question is, who's the parents of your children? You know, you're still the parents. So the grandparents really are not to be the disciplinarians. And yet they're still be a kind of a guiding force in the family. Who's going to control the cooking? Who's going to buy the groceries? How are the bills going to be paid? There's all kinds of economic issues, but also social. You know, all the things that you would think of within a household when you get when you bring in either one person or two people. We had actually two additional people in our household. And there were there were some issues that we took care of. And unfortunately, we kind of had to cross those paths as we went through it. We kind of didn't really have a guiding path to it. But it's happening more and more. And one of the things that's coming up right now, like in Riverside and throughout the Inland Empire, is that there is a lot of emphasis on additional dwelling units. They refer to them as ADUs, where if your parcel, the land that you have or your house is on is large enough, you can convert either a garage or you can actually build an additional dwelling unit. Pretty pretty reasonable. And so people are considering this. And that is, and I again, you may want to call it a granny flat, but it also adds additional value. So the question is who pays for it? If, if, if an older individual is coming into the household, oftentimes I encourage them to at least participate in that uh, since that's probably going to be where they're going to live or they're going to add on additional remodel and add on additional space to the house. Now, at the end of the day, when they move out, that value remains, you know, that remains behind and it stays with the homeowner. There's different ways to do that. And that's what we do is we sit down with our clients and kind of help them through that process. The other thing is the estate planning. The estate planning, oftentimes we don't talk about this with our parents, but you want to make sure that the wills and trusts and the durable power of attorneys are in place. Because if healthcare or financial conditions require it, you may have to step in and act as the agent for your parent. So it's more than just inviting them into their home, you're becoming much closer to them from a financial and healthcare delivery aspect. And you wanna make sure you have the proper powers in place. So sitting down with an attorney and going through all that documentation. Also the financial planning. I just had a client who moved from here to Colorado and the daughter who is uh, where my client is living with wanted to basically keep track of like, you know, going to the store, getting prescriptions, doing this or doing that. And, and I, I sat down with both of them and I said, no, I, I really don't recommend that. I said, your mom has the ability to pay a certain amount of money per month. And the daughter felt like she was burdening the mother by doing that. I says, no, it's not a burden. She has sold her home. She has plenty of assets. She has fixed income. She has a pension. She can afford it. That way, when you go to do something, you're not kind of keeping track. You don't have a balance sheet someplace or a ledger that you're putting every little small, I mean, if you ask your mom, yeah, your mom asked you to mail the letter, you're not keeping track of the stamp. So if you have a set dollar amount that seems reasonable, the mother now is paying to the daughter a certain dollar amount when it goes from there. So if there's something that she wants for her room that's minor or you know, just a, a you know, minor thing like a, like a towel or something, the daughter can go ahead and buy that and not feel like she has to bill her mom, so to speak, at the end of the month. It's part of the household, I guess, is what I'm saying. And yet the mother has means and income to be able to help provide for that. So again, any kind of remodeling that you would go through needs to be needs, needs to be discussed 
in detail. So if you're going to add to the house or make changes to the house, again, I think if you're planning to uh, do a remodel, my wife and I, we did a remodel here about two, three years ago, but we automatically did, you know, changed the doorknobs. We uh, went to a flooring that you know, our, our shower entrance doesn't have a lift. I mean, there's some things that we did automatically in the house, not so much that we're going to have a parent come live with us, it's because of us. As we age and we get older and we age in place, we want to make our house more uh, suitable for somebody who's older. So therefore, these are things you want to think about and kind of go through. I've had several clients right now that are moving into homes where builders, developers are building homes with multi-generational aspects to it. In other words, there's a separate wing that the parents live in, either, you know, either individual or, or together, you know, mom and dad, uh, grandparents live in this particular separate wing. But then we structure the purchase of the home. We put a joint tenancy, we title it properly. There is a financial consideration that needs to be taken into account. And these things need to be talked through. That's what we do is we sit down with our clients and help them through the process. And oftentimes uh, a third party rather than a family member is probably better to help make those choices and decisions. You know, if you're in the process, if you're thinking about it, it's something that we do with our clients. It's something that we help them through. If you'd like a professional opinion or some help through this from a financial planning standpoint, give me a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. You know, the recent turmoil in Washington, uh, it, it could have easily upended all the stock market. In fact, a lot of people were very concerned that the market would, would start to uh, deteriorate because of all the political unrest. But, you know, it isn't every day that a mob attacks the Capitol. I mean, it's, it, it was a pretty frightful thing to watch. I'm sure that most of the people that witnessed it had the same same opinion that I did. It was absolutely deplorable. But this market was undeterred. In fact, even during the time this all this upheaval was occurring, the market was stable and continued to rise. And so this market is very determined to march higher. It's taking into account some things that uh, the expectations are, is that there's going to be stimulus that is going to come into the marketplace through the form of some form of, um, you know, assistance, how much that how much that final that amount of money is going to be and where it's going to go to. But even with all the chaotic aspect, everybody believes there's going to be additional stimulus that's going to be pushed out to um, the Americans. So it's going to be basically the lower income and they're going to set it based on certain income limits. 
So investors need to keep their eyes looking forward. So Joe Biden is going to be the president and he's going to be sworn into office on the 20th. And so the question is, is what kind of policies and what kind of president from an economic standpoint? Again, this section talks about tactical asset management and what is going to happen or what is the probability of what is going to happen? So the additional aspects that Biden or the things that Biden is probably going to be uh, is going to try and accomplish. Maybe the best way to say that is he wants more predictable domestic policies. He wants also smoother trade relations, and he also is going to take whatever efforts he can to revive the economy based upon what's happening with COVID. So for your investment portfolio right now would not be a good time to own anything defensive. It's probably not going to pay out well for you over 2021, over this year, and probably well into the next one. Now, even though the Democratic agenda includes corporate and individual tax increases, It'll probably try to increase regulatory oversight, and it has some very ambitious social and economic policies. The thing that they don't have is a mandate. Remember, the blue wave did not occur. And if you take a look at the legislative makeup, not only in the House, but the Senate, they're going to have to deal with the moderates. And the moderates are probably going to have more power for the next two years than, than the liberal or the most conservative. So therefore, going through it, so even, even a tax policy, if they come back with it, and they, they want to increase taxes, it takes on the average about 15 months for the new president once they're sworn in to get new tax policy in place. So many of these money, many of these things that most people are concerned about is going to take a long time to happen. So most of 2021 is going to be about getting over COVID, getting the vaccinations, getting people inoculated, and also getting stimulus into those particular sectors of the economy that have been hit the hardest. I think you're going to see more and more of that particularly within the first six months of the year. Now, this, a lot of this, as far as the growth potential, it is it's presuming that Washington continues to pile on stimulus and continues to push that out into the market. If all of a sudden we have a change in the coronavirus and the vaccine that we have is not effective with the new strain, that could, uh, that could cause things to get upended pretty quickly. But with all of that, also, will the market be, you know, will it be spooked because we have higher corporate tax rates and individual rates? Maybe there would be an increase in interest rates that would affect real estate. So what I'm saying is it is not going to be a risk-free environment, but again, it never is. Therefore, you have to take a look at what sectors are going to be the best place to put money, and you have to look at the asset flows. I've talked about this in previous programs, and it's something that we take a really close look at on a continual basis is to see which sectors are getting the most attention and where you should be putting your money. It's going to give you the best benefit. I can tell you this, that bonds are not going to be the place. And so there, whatever that comment I made earlier about being defensive, you got to be really careful because if you're too defensive, you're going to end up probably with a negative return or you're going to end up with a very muted return when you come off the, uh, the year uh, 2021. So we're coming back to what we call renormalization. What is that gonna look like? Are people gonna jump on airplanes? Are they gonna start flying? Are they gonna start coming together? Gonna go on vacations? They're gonna, I mean, what does that look like? I think even after 9-11, we had a change in the normal uh, circumstances. The things that you and I took for granted changed. And I think after COVID, 
at least for the near future, probably for the next two to five years, it's going to change. Now, technology is going to be the big play here. Now, it already has had a phenomenal impact upon our economy and how we meet with people, how we do business, how we interact. That is not going to change. In fact, it's going to be continuing at a rapid pace. So therefore, getting back to normal, in other words, offices are going to be affected, real estate's going to be affected. Will we go back into um, you know, the shopping like we've done before, the restaurants and such as that? I think everybody is seeking to have some kind of normal life, you know, getting back to what they had, let's say, previous uh, to COVID. But at the same point in time, it's going to take a while to build, particularly, remember, this recession is really hitting the low-income individuals the hardest. So the people that are making $40,000 or less, it is really having an impact. This week, I went and talked to somebody who was in an auto body, and I went to talk to them about something that I wanted to have done. He said his, his revenue is way off. He has just been absolutely devastated. And from there, then I went to another person that I know that is, in fact, a client of mine, and they're, in, they're a cabinet maker, and he's, they're just busy. He says, I can't find people to do the work that's in front of me. He's, I'm working longer hours. He says, I've got, I'm just, I'm just incredibly busy. At the same point in time, you've got two different trades, two different kinds of businesses with two different outcomes. So therefore, what's going to look like going through 2021, going into 2022? And I think this normalization that we're seeking, uh, it'll come about, but it's going to be different than what we've had in the past. Again, technology is, is really going to be the interplay I know for my business alone, for example, we use Microsoft Teams a lot. I'm meeting with a lot of clients uh, over the internet, and uh, it's something that a couple of years ago, I wouldn't even thought was possible. Only the clients that, were, that are completely uh, technically in, unable to be able to interact with me that way, do we find some other way in which we can do things? You know, it, it is, it's, it's important that we all communicate because we are, you know, what the business is, the relationships, all the things that happen, we have to be able to see and interact with, with each other. So therefore, technology has done a great, great job enabling us to do it. Uh, my wife and my family is, um, they're looking at different websites that they do this and socially they're interacting. Um, so again, I think, I think as the demand for all of this continues to grow, we're going to see seeking more normalization and I think we're going to see the market continuing to grow. If you'd like to talk to me about it, I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you and see how we would look at your portfolio and see how we would structure it and manage it so that you're getting the full advantage of 2021 and not be left behind. Give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer.
Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. And, and what I want to talk about right now isn't so much news as it's an article that I read in the Wall Street Journal. This is an article. It's an essay written by Leon Cass. Leon is a doctor, uh, doctor of philosophy, and he's a professor at University of Chicago, as well as the American Enterprise Institute. And what really caught my attention is that this whole article talked about the form of government that we have and how, how much we attribute our democracy to biblical base. In other words, and he really emphasized, this is the name of the article is Exodus and the American Nationhood. Now, this is a very good article. It's, it's not a short read. I mean, it's not like a book or anything like that, but it is something that if you'd like to have a free reprint of it, I just think it's really important. And I think uh, some of the quotes that he has and the way in which he talks about it is that a nation that abandons, abandons its, its relationship with God is probably a nation that is destined for major, major problems. So if you think about what happened with Germany under the Nazis or Stalin you know, in Russia under communism or Mao in, in Mao Zedong under communist China or Cambodia, I mean, just you down the list, those nations that said God does not exist and what he does in this article, and he talks about how important and how we owe the values that we have today based upon the biblical Exodus, and it's the, you know, it's the second, second book of the Bible, read Exodus, but he talks about it, how we govern, how we gained our laws and the attitudes that we have towards one another, and how it has surpassed you know, Greek and or Roman uh, political makeup. And how we've held on to it. So for centuries, centuries, it has outlasted the best of man's thought. So in rooted inside of Exodus is a lot of how the Bible tells the story of how the how the Jewish people when they when they left Egypt and what God laid down for them and how they should live. This article talks about it, and I guess I want to quote to you a couple things from it here in the time that I have. And it says that, um, can a people endure and flourish if it lacks shared, a shared national story, accepted law and morals, and an aspiration to something higher than its own comfort and safety? Can a devotion to technology, technological progress, economic prosperity, and private pursuits of happiness sustain us when our story is contested, our morals weakened, and our national dedication abandoned? He quotes from uh, uh, Chesterton, and Chesterton talks about when men choose not to believe in God, they do not therefore believe in nothing. They then become capable of believing in anything. They become basically uh, rudderless, and they are then persuaded as to what their outcome is. He said, let's be clear. He said, reading Exodus is no call for theocracy. We know that mixing militant religion with politics often has deadly consequences. He made references back to the Crusades and the Thirty Years' War and today's jihad against the infidels. But last century's godless politics of Hitler, Stalin, and Mao slaughtered and degraded more people than all religious wars combined. He goes on to talk about what I believe is really necessary in this day and age is that we are stepping away and we're trying to make decisions, but oftentimes people leave out what I consider the God-centered conversation. If you would like to have a copy of this, I'd be more than happy to make a free reprint and send this out to you. 
This is for your personal contemplation, and hopefully it has value for you as it did for me. So therefore, you can give me a call at my office at 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.